Welcome to Play for Keeps, a presentation of Ashland New Plays Festival. This play is the property of the playwright who reserves all rights to its use. This recording is the property of Ashland New Plays Festival, Inc., which reserves all rights to its use. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. For Nina by Robert Emmett Lunny. Characters Brian Bartov, a celebrated writer, 70s, handsome and fit. Brian is in the early stages of Alzheimer's disease. Nina Dalton, a famous actress, mid 40s, still beautiful, still tough. Denise Jones, a young woman, 17, pretty, awkward, studious. Connie Ward, an assistant to a producer, mid-30s, sort of likes being among the artists. Carl Sowers, a producer, manager, theater owner, 50s, a mover and shaker. Gar Jackson, a professor in creative writing, mid-40s, a twice-failed suicide in his youth. Gar has found meaning and purpose as a teacher and writer. The action takes place in the living room of the country estate of Nina Dalton and Brian Bartov. August, mid-2000s. Act One, Scene One. The casual living room of a country estate in the Berkshires. There are well-stocked bookshelves as well as evidence of a child living in the house, including a music stand, half-size violin, and scattered sheet music. An archway, left, leads to the rest of the house. A matching archway, right, leads to the entry hallway and front door. Up center, open, glass-paned doors lead to the expansive back garden, yard, and swimming pool. 10 p.m. The stage is empty. I'm going swimming! Brian Bartov, 70s, enters through the left archway, wearing a robe and swimming trunks. He is blindfolded. Don't help me! He bumps. Shit! And stubs. Ouch! His way across the room. Damn! He relaxes as he reaches the garden doors, forgetting the steps. He falls from sight. Oh, gee, Jesus Christ. He is up. I'm all right. I'm all right. He moves off toward the pool, still blindfolded, more tentative. Scene two. Eleven o'clock that night. We hear a car on the gravel drive. The front door opens and shuts. Nina Dalton, mid-forties, enters carrying a doorknob, which she places on the side table. Oh, my, 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 oh, my, oh, my. Brian, darling, make me a martini. Make me two. Jesus Christ. She collapses on the sofa. What a night. Fucking morons. Brian! Denise Jones, 17, enters from the house. Shh, I just got him to sleep. Brendan, sweetie, mama's home. He's asleep, Miss Dalton. Oh, fuck him. Well, I thought... I wanted to see him. I can wake him. No, that's good. It's good he's sleeping. He sure didn't want to. All right. He's asleep. You must be so proud. Oh, not really. Babysitter of the year? I have to get home. Where's Brian? I'm not sure. He was here a little while ago. Brian! Brendan just fell asleep. All right, all right. Make me a drink, sweetie. I should get home. A martini. Oh, do you know how to make a martini? I mean, not really. It's easy. Gin, ice, hint of vermouth, glass from the freezer. It's a martini. My dad 
can come pick me up. Go. Martini. I'll get you home. Go. Miss Dalton, Go! Nina pushes Denise off to the kitchen, crosses to a bookshelf, puzzling the arrangement of titles. What have you done, Brian? What have you... Updike. Brian. Brian. Tom Avon. Brian. Brian. Guard Jackson. Okay. Brian, Brian. I don't get it. Brian enters from the yard, wet from a swim, his blindfold around his neck. Hey, love. Welcome home. Mm, I've been for my swim. Thank God. Mm. A kiss. How about a drink? Done its way. Company? No. What's her name? Doreen Diane... Denise? ...is making martinis. Marti... Martini. She's 12. 15. She has her learner's permit. Didn't know you needed one. For driving, Brian. Oh, uh... Denise, make it too. I don't know what I'm doing. You'll be fine. He crosses up to Nina at the bookshelves. <laughs> Still haven't got it? Tommy Avon, God Jackson. I'd say suicidal novelists. But you're there. And? You're not suicidal. Yet. Oh, please. Think about the order. Don't tell me. All right. Well, maybe a little hint? <laughs> you're on your own. Maybe. Nope. It'll hit me later. Yeah, by then, I'll have forgotten. Stop. You're being paranoid. How was tonight? Good. Getting better, I think. There. Did you write? A bit. A couple of... A couple of, um... It went well. Good. Uh, how was the show? Oh, Brian. Okay, it's summer stock. I get that. Not again. She holds up the doorknob. Do you know what it feels like standing on stage with a doorknob? Nothing else? Just a doorknob in your hand? No. Not good. Kind of kills the exit. I hope you didn't turn it into a bit. 500 people saw it. I couldn't pretend it didn't happen. I don't want to know. How was the pool? Mm, exhilarating. A few minor mishaps getting there, but my God, once you found your way diving blind off the board into that cold, cold water, nothing like it. He crosses, about to call out to Denise, stops, unsure if he has already done so. I'm sorry. How is, how is the show? Brian? I mean, apart from that thing with the prop. It wasn't a prop. Well, it was when I got through with it. God damn it. Relax. It brought some much-needed laughs to your drama. There are plenty of laughs. There were more tonight. Apart from that, it was a disaster. Why would anyone care about these people? Here we go. No, Bri, please listen to me. Yes? Their lives, their loves, who betrayed who? Whom? Whom cares? People. Nobody cares because they're Canadians. Oh, that's not true. Nobody gives a shit about the intrigues of Canadians. You've said this before. Canadian intrigue. It's an oxymoron. Nina. At least change the title. You can't call a play... Ottawa. It's doing very well, thank you. What about Canadian intrigue? It's going to move. Uh, Ottawa, eh? <laughs> Carl's moving it. Only because you wrote it. No, because you're in it. If you write a play instead of a novel. Maybe once. Not anymore. Not because it's good, mind you. Oh, thank you. Not because of that. Denise, what is taking so fucking long? She's a kid. I don't think she knows what gin is. 
Denise enters with two perfectly poured and garnished martinis. Here we are. Thank God. Salvation. I hope they're okay. They'll be fine. Oh, he's not moving it without me. Of course, with you. Mmm, perfection. That's good. I hate it when I do that. Remember the old... Uh, uh, caretaker. No, uh, Gordon, the old caretaker. Always sighed like that. We've had this conversation. His martini, his orange juice. First sip of coffee. Mm-hmm. Don't you remember? I said, mm-hmm. That's not saying you remember. We've had this conversation. So you said. You didn't acknowledge. I think I'm going to go home now. All right, dear. I guess I could still call my dad. Tomorrow night, Daphne. Denise. That's what I meant. It's not what you said. Fuck off. <laughs> May I use the phone? No! <laughs> of course. Miss Dalton, do you remember our contract? Will I ever forget? In it, we agreed that you would provide me with a ride home. Did we? Yes, we signed it here in this room. Mr. Bartov was our witness. That's right, I was. Oh, that'll hold up in court. Nina stands and downs her martini. That was very good. Huh. Let's go. Check on Brendan, will you, Bry? Hmm. Drive carefully. See you tomorrow night. <laughs> Safe home. As they leave through the front door, conversation is heard from the back garden. Are you sure they're here? They're here. Didn't hear the bell. It's a big house. Connie Ward, mid-thirties, a cell phone pressed to her ear, enters, carrying overnight bags. Carl Sowers, fifties, carrying a shoulder bag, follows. What are you doing? Calling to tell them we're here. Don't have to tell them we're here. We're here. Never get a signal anyway. I can't believe this place. Yeah, it's nice. Nina grew up here. Nina, with Denise in tow, is at the garden doors. Ryan returns to the archway. Who said I grew up? He she did. did. Carl, <laughs> we didn't hear the door. Better call your dad, sweetie. Come in, come in. Will you stay for a drink? Staying the night, remember? Uh, of, of course. Martinis, uh, we're ahead of you. Gin, yes? Vodka. Traitor. No, always been vodka. Denise, two vodka martinis. This girl makes amazing martinis. Denise is at the phone table, unsure what to do. A twist in mine and one cube. Uh, For me, I'm Connie. I really should call my dad. We'll get you home. Only in an emergency, I can call him after midnight. Nina, my God. But I need to be home before midnight. It's in our contract, or he can ground me. That's sweet. You and your dad have a contract. That's right. You were at the show. What can I say? Nina. I guess I'll make the drinks then. Nina Dalton, I am oh, not please. worthy. You tonight, Thank you. you were exhilarating, <laughs> thrilling. Stop, Carl. You know I can't stand this crap. I'll shut up. I'm kidding. Don't stop. Connie, tell her. Great. You were great. Great? Transporting, magnificent. Um... Really great? You see? Connie Ward. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Let's have a drink. I'll help. Is it this way? Follow the clinking cubes. Don't hit on her. Damn. You've met Connie in New York at the office. Little ass-kissing wouldn't hurt her. She'll learn. You could teach her. You saying I'm an ass-kisser? Darling, if the shoe fits. Carl picks up the doorknob. 
Oh, my God. This is it? You were there tonight? I didn't know who to turn to. What's the line? I didn't know where to turn, but when I turned, it was you. No, please tell me <laughs> it didn't happen there. No, act one. Oh, thank God. Then act two. So I turned. Beep, beep. Nina does a double take to the doorknob. To you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> was it only a double take? <laughs> Wasn't a dry seat in the house. Truly hysterical. Was it? Well, you had to be there. Or not. But I got them back, didn't I? Yeah. How? I'll never know. The line is, I didn't know where to turn, so I turned to you. Not tonight. <laughs> say what I wrote. It's better. I'll say what I fucking feel like saying. I think I'll go help them out. Whatever it was, it was fantastic. Get us something to eat. Put some clothes on. I was wondering... Ha, his nightly swim. I'm such a cunt. I shouldn't have said anything. His is better. I just can't or won't say the words the way he writes them. Brian! Brian! I'm sorry! Tomorrow, he's taking me down to the lake, fishing. Brian says you're moving it. Fishing, for God's sake. This hockey puck. I haven't fished since I was a kid. Oh, Canada. Mm, never liked it. You're ignoring me. No, pretending. What? That you're listening to me. You're going fishing with Brian. You don't like it. What's to listen to? Yeah, I want to move it. Because he wrote it? Anyone else? Who cares? No, it's important. Now, politically. I must have nodded off. Did you say politically? And a small cast. Ah. It's also edgy, hip. It is not hip. Did I mention small cast? It's set in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I got a new play I want you to look at. Canada? Yes, that's unfortunate. Said the pilot to the crew. Know what I'm doing, Nina. I'm good at it. And all you need is a piece of paper. And a witness. Witnesses are good. What's the new piece? Tell you later. Denise and Connie enter with trays of food and drink. Sorry we took so long. You're here now. That's all that matters. I think I was in the way. Are you kidding? You're so funny. I was being serious. Brian, still in his robe, returns to the entry. All set? I thought you were going to change. Oh, god damn it. Brian exits. What was that about? It's nothing. I need to go home. Brian enters. I can't remember a goddamn thing anymore. Everybody does that. Not like this. Bry. Yes, love. If you lose it, I swear, I'll leave you standing at a busy intersection in a strange city, and I won't look back. Understood. I'm not waiting for the drooling and the puddles. I'll keep that in mind. I doubt it. How? He knows I'm kidding. You know I'm kidding, don't you? Most of the time. As long as you remember the important things. I walk into a room, and I don't know what I'm there for. Brian picks up a martini. Is this for me? Yes, it is. I think that's one of the gin ones. I'm not proud. Cheers. 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 I promised my dad I'd be home by midnight. We'll work it out with your dad. But still, we signed a contract. A contract? Well, then, let's get rolling. Denise picks up her bag. Nina picks up the phone. What's the number? You're calling him? You bet. It's too late to call. 
What do you expect us to do, dear? I'll drive you home. Where do you live? On Melville. And where are we? She'll drive. She's got a learner's permit. Go figure. Oh, come on, come on. We'll find it. I know where it is. I live there. Hurry home. Miss Dalton, I was wondering if I could get paid. Oh, sure. Brian, give her 40 bucks. 80. Uh, Jesus Christ, 80? For last night, too. That's right. Car uh, Carl, give her 80 bucks, would you? Only got 50s. Give her 50. We'll settle up tomorrow. Here you go. Get home safe now. It was nice meeting you. She's sweet. Or annoying. I get those two confused all the time. Talk to me about the play. Very hot. Very topical. You're incredible. What did I tell you? Brian, please, put some clothes on. All right, all right. Be right back. This new piece, what is it? Oh, who's the playwright? Carl goes to his bag and takes out a manuscript. It's this year's Trust Mentor Project. The tax break, uh-huh. This one's good. Heaven help us. And let me guess, small cast? As it turns out. <gasps> surprise, surprise. A comedy for you. Summertime. What about this? This thing of Brian's tonight? Stop, Nina. It's terrific. Brian's play. Oh, my. Could win the Pulitzer. I want to move it. Now. But not with you. You don't want to do it. You're losing me. Brian's play works. That's twice. You can't even say the title. Ottawa. Okay? We fix that. Call it Safe House. Set it upstate. Bry won't change a word. He will. He wants this. It'll run and run. Tony nomination. Maybe the award. Doesn't matter. Hollywood likes it. And why don't I want to do it? Summertime. And? And Ottawa's brilliant. It is. But your part, not you, the part. You're dazzling, but... Hey, the truth? Brian writes old, and you... Look at you. You ain't old. And? Do Ottawa. You don't do summertime. Maria Villar does, and Maria I guarantee Villar you... Maria Villar can't act her way out of the shower. all the love. The way you wear your hat. Does he know about this? Not yet. The way I need to tell him. Let me talk to him first. When are we going to talk? Well, he knows, but... Me, me, me. Call you in the next couple of days. They can't take that away from me. Brian enters wearing jeans and a light sweater. He is perhaps aware of the conspiratorial energy. I left a martini here somewhere. Ah, found it. Oh, that's god-awful. What happened? It's Connie's. It's still god-awful. It's vodka, Bry. Yours is here. What happened to Connie? Taking the sitter home. She works fast. She's only driving her, Brian. Ah, uh, before I forget, uh, here's your 80, Carl. Thought I'd never see that. It's 50. You said 80. It is 80. Carl gave her 50. Good work. We still owe her, Brian. I get it. Connie's the playwright, the one I'm mentoring. Connie? I hate that word. Connie works in the office. Oh, for Christ's sake, I know that. Writer's a he. Was just telling Nina about him. You were? The kid, the writer, summertime. I thought we weren't talking about that now. It's late or something. I'm confused. It's confusing. This kid who wrote Summertime, he's here tomorrow. We thought meeting Nina could help him fine-tune the part. Oh, goody. Who better than Brian to help him? 
Brian, who writes so well for me, Carl? Nina. I'm hardly a playwright. According to the critics, you are. One review in the Berkshire Beagle, and Carl's moving it. The Eagle, Nina. Three bow-wows from the Beagle. It's not the Beagle, is it? Variety's out tomorrow. A rave. Have you read it? I say I don't read my press, the but... Hey, Brian. Summer's Eve. Summertime. Who cares? Hey, why don't we give it a read up here? We can do it on the Ottawa set. Please don't say that word. I told you about this mentor thing, Nina. This is the kid who's staying here? Yes. Wrote Summertime? That's right. Brian has found his martini. Ah, that's better. I'm done. Warmish, but better. Betty, bye. One more? Nope. Bry. Show them their rooms. Good night. Connie'll be sorry she missed you. Me too. Adores you. It showed in the morning. With a wave, she is gone. Well, I'm glad you came up. It's a trek, but worth it, I trust. Was here last weekend, remember? That's what I meant. Do you have a theater? Music box. You should have seen Nina. She lit up. Yes, well... This is what fuels her. Don't think Nina's going to work in this. You know it, don't you? No, I don't. Brian, this is big. It's an important work. You think? I do. Nina doesn't. And I know Nina. You know she doesn't. That's Nina. She's protecting herself. It shows. Saw it tonight. Hurts the peace. I've stayed away mostly. It's easier. And then... Why is this character in her 40s? I think it adds a certain... So Nina can be in it. Not at all, Carl. Brian, not going to play games. It's... Fix it. Well, what about Nina? She knows. Her heart of hearts. The studio people were here tonight. That's why I was late. The picture's going to happen. Well, that's what I hoped. Not with Nina. Won't happen. Hollywood, Brian. Nina's a movie star. That's what they want. Movie stars. 30 pictures. Major pictures. Come on, Brian. She's too old. No, Nina's not old. I'm old, for Christ's sake. Nina's a kid. When did this happen? How old is Brendan? Nine? No, ten? Ten years ago, Nina became old, fat, Conventional. She wasn't fat. She was pregnant. No, I, I can't. Can't or won't? For Christ's sake, Carl, I wrote it for her. You had her in mind. Not the same thing. Don't pretend otherwise. Don't fuck yourself. I don't want to fuck Nina. So, I've got enough. Right? I, I don't need this. this. This film, do I? I could make her younger, I suppose. It's always more immediate, more compelling with her younger... Isn't it? Gently. Of course. She seems tough, but she's had her knocks. Think about this. Chad, act two, ambassador role. Chad. Chad who? Not who, where. Somewhere sad, tragic, black. Be flexible, but count on sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, I'll sleep on it. You're not going to bed, too. No, no. The night is young. Another? Follow me. As Brian and Carl exit to the kitchen. Well, what about that sexy young Australian, Lily... Lily something rogue in, in Nina's part? Perfect! As the lights fade on the living area, we hear a sound of a young violinist tuning his instrument. Scene 3, 2 a.m. The living room is deserted. One light remains lit. Gar Jackson, mid-40s, 
appears at the garden doors. He enters and crosses to the house archway, making sure no one is there. He crosses back to center. He breathes in deeply. Oh, God. It's the same. He crosses to a bookcase and reads random titles. The Last Station. Fathers and Sons. The Corrections. The Sot Weed Factor. Don Quixote. Vineland. Pinchon, Pinchon. Updike, 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 Updike. Enough with the Updike. He moves to a different area, spots a title on the shelf Nina studied earlier. Updike. He moves to reshelve it with the other Updikes, opens the book to the publisher's page. I get it. He replaces the book and continues reading titles. Updike. Here we go. Brian Bartoff, the genius. On the lake, Bartoff. Lake Sideshow, Bartoff. Morningside, Tommy Avon. Title pulls, Bartoff. Upstream, Bartoff. And what should we have next? Driving home, Garlith Jackson. He opens the book to the back fly leaf. Garlith Jackson is a pen name. The author lives in New England. He opens to the dedication. For Nina. He returns the book, takes in the room, considers. He takes a play manuscript from his shoulder bag, looks around deciding where to leave the script. One place is as good as another. He leaves it on a bookshelf and heads to the garden doors. He spots the copy of Summertime, which Carl left on the phone table. He picks it up and weighs the possibilities. Lost in thought, Gar doesn't notice as a car is heard on the gravel driveway. He takes his script from the bookshelf and places the two scripts side by side. A moment of consideration. Jack Delaney, Gar Jackson. Gar Jackson, Jack Delaney. He tears the title page from his script, stuffing it in a pocket. Pleased to meet me. From off, Gar hears the front door tried. It is locked. He quickly exits into the front hallway. Moments later, Connie and Denise creep in through the garden doors. They have been drinking. My dad's gonna kill me. That's not gonna happen. He runs this place, Then you know? he can't kill you. He's like the caretaker. Is that right? But he's not a caretaker. How about that? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's get you to bed. They're not supposed to serve me. It's illegal. Come with me. I'm only 17. Oh, yes, you are. Up you go. Where? To bed, sweet breath. To bed. One step at a time. Easy does it. I might have to go to the bathroom. There's one in my room. That's nice. Gar enters, returns to the manuscripts, removes the title page from Summertime, and attaches it to the new script. The new script from Gar's bag now bears the Summertime title page. He places the old script in his bag, leaving the new one on the phone table. He crosses to a side table and helps himself to some leftover nosh. Denise enters, staving off the whirlies, and crosses directly to the couch. I'm going to sleep here on the couch. Turn the lights off when you're done. My dad's going to call about six in the morning, and he's going to be pissed off. I'm sorry. That's nice. Night-night. Good night. Denise, don't just say good night. Say good night, Denise. Good night, Denise. Good night, Gar. He turns out the light, gently throws a blanket over the sleeping Denise. He crosses down and breathes in the room once more. We'll see. 
As the lights fade, the violinist practices a scale. Scene four. In the darkness, the phone rings and rings and rings. Lights up. 9.30 the next morning. Denise sleeps curled on the floor beneath the phone table. From off in the garden, we hear... I'll get it. Brian enters in swim trunks and robe, blindfolded. He makes his way to the phone. Yes. Good morning. No. Oh, hello, Bert Jones. Um, I'll check. Denise! Brian's shout startles Denise awake. She sits up, holding her head, as Brian crashes into her. Oh, oh my head. Jesus Christ! Denise snatches the phone from Brian. Daddy? No, I was. I've been waiting by the phone since six. Are you okay? I fell asleep. I didn't know you were there. Mr. Bartov? Yes, he didn't see me. I had my blindfold on. He had his blindfold on. No! Daddy! God! And do you want me to talk to him? Will you come pick me up? Why? Fine. Okay. She hangs up. I don't feel so good. I have to go home. Denise's throbbing head immobilizes her. Eat some breakfast. We'll get you home. Carl enters. Good morning. You're out of coffee. You're going to be okay, Denise. Good morning. Guy's coming at ten, you know. Yes. What? Connie enters. There's no coffee. Oh, poor baby. Tough night. Nina enters upstage from the garden. Let's get this show on the road. Where's your boy wonder, Carl? There's no coffee. Brian, my love, for Christ's sake, get dressed. Hey, doll, find out what everyone wants. Coffee, pastry, you know. I should go home. We'll get you home. Help us out here this morning if you can, sweetness. I better change. As Brian exits, Nina re-enters with greeting glasses. Carl, where's this piece of shit masterpiece? Gimme, gimme. Carl gets the switched manuscript from the table. Brendan's at music camp, sweetie. We need you tonight. Not now, tonight. Carl, this morning, please. I need coffee. I've said this already, haven't I? I guess I'm going into town for coffee. See? Aren't you glad you're here? Ta-da! Here you are, Nina. A latte for me, sweet thing. Espresso. Double espresso. You sure you just want coffee, Nina? Nina? Nina, oblivious to all, has given her full and remarkable concentration to the script. The lights fade to half, except for an intense light on Nina. The following is an accelerated pantomime. Brian rejoins the group. Money for coffee is discussed. Denise seems to be the only one with ready money, the $50 bill from last night. She and Brian leave. Connie and Carl go in and out to the garden, checking their cell phones, searching for a signal, etc. Nina reads, Connie and Carl find old newspapers, magazines. They sit and read. As the lights return to full, a knocking is heard from the front door. Carl and Connie seem not to hear it. Nina definitely doesn't. Is there tea? You don't like tea. I'll learn. <laughs> That'll be a first. What's that? Nothing. Do you want some tea, Nina? Miss Dalton. All right. Gar appears at the garden doors. Excuse me? Yes? Um, I'm here. Oh, you must be... Look, I'm sorry about last night. It wasn't her fault. Whose? Well, mine, I suppose. Anyway, wow, you locked her out. Harsh. Uh, I'm sorry? Well, far be it for me to... Listen, we're making some tea. I'll get you a cup. Fine. Make yourself at home, I guess. Miss Dalton's somewhere else. I'll be right back. 
Gar tours the room, goes to a bookcase, reshelves a book. Nina finishes the script. Jesus Christ. Sweet Jesus, that's good. Gar? I'm... I'm... Oh, my God. Gar? Jesus Christ, Gar? Nina. Oh, my, my... Gar, Jesus Christ, just... Just what I fucking need. You're still not dead? Wow. What are you doing here? You, this is... This is... You wrote this, didn't you? Yes. This is... This is brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Thanks. You did it. You finally did it. That's right. Wow. Thirty years later... And you wander until sunrise, but without thought, without will, without the throb of life. That stayed. Not much else. I should have recognized it. Long time ago. English breakfast or English breakfast? You're a fucking genius, Carl. Thanks. Gar, do you know these people? Not yet. I'm sorry, aren't you... Connie said you were uh, uh, the sitter? Diane. Denise. Denise's dad. This is your mentor playwright, Carl. Jack Delaney? Carl Sowers. We spoke on the phone. That's right. Connie! How was I to know? I thought you'd be younger. Nina Dalton. Well, you know that, don't you? Fantastic. Just fantastic. Connie Ward. Hey, Connie. Fantastic. Brian will be here soon with... Coffee. Um, we'll chat. We'll read, expecting a student, but guess it doesn't matter. We're going to read this? Casual. Informal. You are Miranda, no feathers ruffled. Who's Miranda? It's different. Gave her the script an hour ago. Perfect for you. Your comic tragic essence. My what? Your ability. Not wrong to say your, your ability to be comic and tragic, right, Jack? I'd like to talk to Mrs. Dalton alone. Fantastic. Nina? Where's Brian with the coffee? Nina. Yes, yes, fine. Give us a minute. Uh, I know you must think I'm... I'm... Uh, I don't know. But give us a minute. I'll be in the garden if you need me. Fine. Go. In the kitchen. Foraging. Why are you here? My play. Why did you come here, Gar? Please, let's not... Go down that road again. I won't do it. I've tried not to think about you. That should be easy. Twenty-five years. When I heard you move back... We're back and forth. I haven't been able to stop. The last I heard, you were teaching. Still am. I bet you're good at it. I even thought that for a moment that you might have moved back for me. To be near me. Nope. Well, for more than a moment. And you've been... Writing, obviously. Yeah. Jack Delaney, huh? Sure. For somebody who prides himself on honesty, you've managed to be I dishonest. I don't pride myself on it. Oh, yes, It has nothing you do. to do with pride. Oh, you've managed to be dishonest all your life. Fine. Nina. With your ridiculous pen names and pseudonyms, grow up. That didn't take long. Like riding a bike. Your comic tragic essence? 
He's a trusted friend. I hate the other kind. Carl's a player, whatever that means. He's in the family business. He's that sours. We can't all be artists. Beware the accountant. He owns theaters. By divine right, I suppose. Don't be like this, Gar. It's good to see you. There you go. Thank Carl. I've been afraid and excited since I started thinking about seeing you again. So we could make theater? <laughs> remember? I remember. We used to say, make theater. I still do. Why doesn't that surprise me? He won't do my play. That remains to be seen. No. He read your play he and recognized... It. He wouldn't dare to give it to me if he hadn't read it. Want to bet? I could use some of that Nina Dalton money. You're here for money? He read a different play. The point is your writing brought you here. By Morrison Butler. Are you high? Morrison Butler, early 1900s. Wrote a lot of plays. I teach playwriting as an exercise with my students... We all rewrote his stuff, pulled titles from a hat. I got summertime. And I thought of you. <laughs> Imagine that. I can't. I cut half the characters, fiddled with the plot. It's good. It works. We sent them blind to the mentor project. Mine got picked. Lucky me. Wasn't that your short story? The man with all the luck? Cards. Cards. That's right. Who wrote this? I did. This isn't summertime? The one Carl wants to produce? What do you think? How did I just read it? Knowing I was seeing you today. What? I knew I couldn't do it. That shit. Ugh, wow. I came here, middle of the night, your always open garden door, to prepare for seeing you, for being in this room. Didn't work, clearly. Sorry. I planned to give it to you today, but there was summertime just sitting there, and I switched them, took the title page, and put it on this one. Why didn't you just send it to me? I did. You, Gar, not a pseudonym. Not some enigmatic name from our past. Me. I never got it. Imagine that. I can't read every script. I have an assistant, very bright, very aware, who reads them. You're kidding them. yourself. I missed a beat. Uh, 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 are you insulting me now? Not you, the life you lead. You don't know anything about I my life. I know the work you do, the scripts you You're choose. You're still a pompous prick. If something good made it past your assistant, would you take the time to think while you God, read... God, you're stupid. Sheridan has to like it. Then it goes to Carl, Fantastic. who passes who passes it on to Connie. Who's and Connie? an intern at the Connie you met Connie. Connie's the uh the, the she runs the office. Great. To get to me, it's got to get to Carl, and to get to Carl, it's got to get past his office manager. Wow. Oh, this is the big time baby. And you wouldn't be here if you hadn't snuck in the back door of a student writing contest. I need a drink. It's ten in the morning. I said I need one. I followed your work, your life. Why bother? I've paid attention. And now you're here judging me, my time, my life. No. Your work of art, 
which amounts to a fart in the forest if nobody hears it, is in my crass commercial hands. Did it mean anything to you? What we wanted, needed to do? Before celebrity, commerce, competition, ambition? We were kids. We knew. A long time ago. We were going to change the world. We said, change the world. I remember. So? Fanatics changed the world. Business and bankers. Us? Writers, actors, painters, music? Don't matter. Only if you stop trying. We don't matter. Everything we swore we wouldn't be. All the exquisite misery we dedicated ourselves to only made us miserable. No, Nina. Jesus, you were amazing. Kid stuff, Gar. We were amazing. And then life happened. No, Nina. God damn it, no. You were 18, for Christ's sake. 18! Just turned that summer. What was Brian? 45, 50? Makes my skin crawl. I was in love. With me! With me! I'll never understand it. Truer words. Why, Nina? Incredible. You're still blissfully naive. Was it him or his celebrity? Fuck you, Gar! How many times did you crawl back to Brian, to your genius? Enough, I guess. He humiliated you. Get over it. I have. The man's a joke. His writing panders. If I wrote like that, I'd be ashamed to show my face in public. If you wrote like that, you wouldn't be teaching. You'd be doing. That's a stupid thing to say. Have you seen Brian's play? What's popular about it? I've seen it. Jealous, Gar? Of Brian? Of that? No, Nina. Please, don't think that. I'm not going to explain myself to you. You don't need him. Why, Nina? It's not your business. My mother said the same thing. Then he destroyed her with you. You with her. Her with you. You don't know him. Has he ever done anything for anyone but himself? I doubt it. I think that's what's so appealing, so attractive about him. And Christ, he is appealing. On some level, you feel it too, don't you, Gar? Tell the truth. You don't get it. But then you never did. Where's that fucking book of yours? She finds driving home on the shelf, opens it to the dedication. For Nina. You're... It's sad. You're so naive. To think that matters. Maybe it does to some. Some... But to grown-ups, Gar? I don't know. To me, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's sweet. Maybe now, it's sweet. But then? You know who told me? Do you know who told me? No. Colleen. Isn't that surprising? Shouldn't be, of course. She's your mother. But with Colleen, well, your mother, for Christ's sake. She ought to be proud. Her one and only, her baby boy. First novel. Published. She called me. Colleen and Brian. She made sure I knew he was there. Just a minute, Brian. I'm on the phone. Sort of covers the mouthpiece and whispers, Nina. I could hear him in the background, and all I could think was, God damn it. I hope Brian knows this doesn't mean anything to me. 
Your dedication made me furious. I wanted to fucking kill you. Are you listening, Gar? I've never felt so violated. I couldn't believe you would do that to me. You would dedicate a book. I... And she knew it. Colleen. Making a show of it in front of Brian to say to me that Brian was hers. And I suffered so hard those years. No, that's a lie. You suffered. I partied. You know the stories, the drinking, the drugs, the crap, the crap I did. But look at me. I made it through. And now? He's mine. Forever. Does he deserve it? Does he deserve me? Do I deserve him? Brian will never write anything for Nina. And you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Gar. It is what it is. I don't know why. I stopped caring. He's what I wanted. And he's what I've got. And what you can't stand is that he made me realize, just being near him, he and Colleen made me realize what I didn't want. I didn't want you, Gar. And I don't want to hurt you. I didn't want to hurt you then, and I don't want to hurt you now, but I didn't want you. And then you, you suffering artist, you indulgent, selfish shit. You tried to kill yourself. Yes. And you failed. Are you dumb? Twice. Jesus Christ. Give me a hand, somebody. Are you proud of what you do? Nina! Of what you've done? Some of it. Carl! I'm a star. I like it. Connie! Brendan! At the end of the day? Anyone! It ain't the end of the day. It's getting there. Brian enters with a tray of hot coffees and teas in one hand, a bag of pastries clenched in his teeth. His other hand is tied behind his back. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't help me. I'll do everything. Nina and Gar stare into one another. Brian bends to the coffee table, attempting to create a space with his teeth-clenched bag. Put the coffee down first, you dolt. Oh, thanks ever so much. There, that wasn't so hard. Did you hear me calling you? Calling for help? We heard you. Thank God it wasn't important. But it wasn't, was it? Nina exits. Brian stares after her. He attempts to loosen his bound wrist. You must be so proud of Denise. She's been a great help here. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Have, have we met before? Are you serious? Forgive me. I forget things. Uh, that's why I was blindfolded earlier. Okay. Brain exercises, hoping to ward off Alzheimer's. If you're right-handed, do things with your left and vice versa. It's a little hard in the city, but up here it's perfect. And, of course, I keep forgetting. That's why I had Denise tie my hand down. Would you excuse me, please? She is a terrific young lady. I am not her father. Gar crosses up and out the garden doors, facing off. Brian looks after him, puzzled by this exchange. He frees his hand. 
Denise and Carl enter with spoons, milk, coffee, napkins, etc. Come to New York, call Connie. Interns run the office. I don't want to be an intern. I'm going to be a lawyer. You can use one of those. He notices Brian rubbing life into his arm. You all right, Brian? We remembered everyone's order down to your no-foam latte. Double espresso. Lattes for Connie. Jack, come in. Connie, let's get started. Miss Dalton, five minutes. I didn't know what to get our playwright, so we went a bit wild with Denise's 50. Coffee's fine. You're back. That's right. Jack Delaney, Brian Bartov. Brian, meet your mentoree? I thought you were... What's his name? Denise's dad, Johnston. Jones. But you're Jack. That'll do. You're the blanket man. That's right. How are you feeling? Oh, you know. I thought you'd be much younger. Sorry. No, of course... I. I know you, don't I? We've met. Well, I knew it. That's a relief. Your trip up? Over. I, I live in Beckett. Oh. Thought you were in the city. Not since college. Where? Columbia. Not bad. Uh, grad school? Johns Hopkins. Great fiction program. John Barth? That's right. Uh, you're Gar Jackson. Yep. <laughs> My God, Gar, you look completely... It's, it's shocking. A lot of years. What's going on here? You look like your mother. So I'm told. Her eyes, definitely. Oh, my God, those eyes. I should have written. I'm sorry. What a loss. Ah. Carl, this is Garleth Jackson. Wrote that incredible first novel. I'm sorry. Who's Jack Delaney? Nina and Connie enter. Where's the coffee? Nina, did you know? Just found out. It's Gar. Doesn't he look like Colleen? Not really. Maybe the eyes. Who is he? He's not Jack? He's Gar Jackson. He's got identity issues. Gar's mom and I were the talk of the town once upon a time. Colleen Jackson? You're Colleen Jackson's son? Great talent. Great lady. She had her moments. Can we move on here? Carl, you know the book uh, with the... Uh, uh, with the... With the what, Brian? Uh, the long drive home. That's it, isn't it? Driving home. Driving home. Terrific. Terrific writing, all sorts of attention, a Kerouac-y thing, right? I'm reading it, driving home, after Brendan goes to bed. It used to be right here. Brian? Oh, Christ, I, uh, <laughs> I reshelved the books to test Nina. <laughs> to test yourself. All right, another brain exercise, but I can't... By editor. In chronological order, by editor. That's right, well done. I'm right there between upstream and midstream. I remember that. Sort of... The Odyssey meets Lassie Comes Home. That's one way of looking at it. Shortlisted. National Book Award. Caulfield Trust. Pulitzer Prize. No, not even shortlisted. Are you sure? I'd remember. You won the Pulitzer that year for a midstream. Was it midstream? Part of a trilogy. The middle part, I'm guessing. Predictably enough. It's dedicated to Nina. See? For Nina. See? Not Miss Dalton, Nina, of course, but... Oh... Is it? It is. That's neat. Some might say. Fantastic. Did I know that? I never read it. Few did. Not so with Brian's books. Literary and popular. Although never as literary or popular as... Um, uh, um, Updike. Oh, Christ. What's his name? Updike. Uh, what's it? Nina? Updike. Updike, yes. Brian's working on a new one. Steady Stream. It's a fantasy. Very funny. Fantastic. Fantastic. 
Some rewrites, I gather? We thought it would be a good idea to give Act 1 a read, have a quick lunch, then zip through Act 2. Why the rush? We have to be on the road by 3. I'm sorry. Uh, how are we going to read this? We'll all chip in, divvy up the rolls, and cold read. Okay. It might be worthwhile for you to hear it out loud. I suppose. That's the spirit. It's considerably different than what you read, Carl. It's a different play. Fantastic. It won't be that different for Carl. He hasn't read it. Like to be surprised. You're the one who told me, you have to do it. Was right, wasn't I? Anything to say? No. Let's be surprised. This is exciting. Do I get to read a part? If you like, I need to get some things out of my car. Fantastic. Jack. Gar. Get your stuff. Get settled. Connie, drive in some copies. Reconvene in an hour. A real hour, not a Carl hour. I can't wait. Nina exits. Come on, Gary. I'll show you to your room. You want me to stay here? Why not? Brian and Gar exit. Doll, would you mind tidying up a bit? I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> We've got to put you on the payroll. Fantastic. Connie and Carl exit. Denise picks up Gar's novel to reshelve it. She stops and reads the inscription. For Nina. She stands still and begins to read the book. The violin plays, studious and searching, as the lights fade to end Act One. Act Two. Scene One. Nina, Brian, Denise, Connie, and Gar hold scripts. Carl sits to the side, taking notes. Denise looks to Nina, who stares back, drained. Denise looks to the script. She looks up to speak, can't. She shakes her head, looks down, gathers herself, looks up, and speaks quite simply. Come, mother, or the moment will pass. The lights stay up, full and bright, for several beats. Then suddenly, blackout. End of play. Nobody speaks. Each character takes as much time as needed to regroup and collect themselves, except Carl, who jots notes. No one makes eye contact. Brian picks up the copy of Gar's novel, glances at it, puts it down. That's remarkable, Gary. I warned you, I'm not an actor. You did great, thanks. Remarkable. I mean, yeah. What do I know, but... Yeah. Oh my. Just remarkable. Sure. It's, uh, long. Honey. It's just, plays are shorter now. Doesn't make them better, just... I don't think I can... I'm sorry, I, I don't think I can... Excuse me. She runs into the house. When did you write this? Over time. When did you finish it? Does it matter? I guess not. And you wrote it. Not some Morrison somebody. So, wow. What next? I had no idea. No idea. This is great stuff. What you've done, Gary. Stop with the Gary. It's Gar. Well, it used to be Gary. Only to you. It doesn't matter. Forget it. Anyway, Garleth. How's that? Oh, Garleth. Gar, I get it. What a relief. Great stuff, kiddo. Great stuff. Thank you. And encouraging. Not that I can write like this. I can't. But that I can try. This is familiar, though, isn't it? Yeah, I am. Uh, long time ago, it was different. The day we met, Brian. The day we met? No, I don't think so. It was. Trust me. I performed it here, across the lake, for you and Colleen and the rest. Not this, but 
the beginnings of this. Yes? Carl? What do you think of the rewrites? Carl flips through his notes. Denise returns, dabbing her eyes with a cold washcloth. Forty-seven characters. Forty-seven and a chorus of supplicants, which, correct me if, would be comprised of the existing company. That's the idea, isn't it? If need be. Okay. Fantastic. The eyes and the sulfur, is that like evil or something? Or something. Please don't condescend me. I'm not an idiot. You're right. I'm sorry. So? It's thematic, a projection. The environment, the future. It's kind of vague. Okay, Connie, enough. Fantastic stuff, by the way. And nothing else is. Okay. 20 scenes, 10 different locations. 20, really, if, if I've got this right. They return to each, all outdoors, not a scene inside, not one. When they return each, landscape is altered, almost imperceptibly, but nevertheless altered by the effect of indifferent neglect. Yes. Why isn't this a novel? Because it's a play, Carl. It's theater. It's ritual. It ain't theater if nobody sees it. Today. What are you thinking, a hundred years from now? At At least. least. Remember? It already happened, didn't it? Just now. Okay. La, 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 la. Are there really 47 characters? And a chorus of supplicants. Fuck. Beware the accountant. Jesus Christ. I'm in. I'm all in, Gar. Let's do it. Can we be serious for a minute here? I'm very serious. I'll take notes. I'm good at it. What do you think we're going to do? Work it out, Carl. You're the best. Do you have a legal pad? Stop bothering me. Here you are. You don't expect me to produce this, do you? That'd be great. Here, on the grounds. Are you hearing this, Nina? You'll figure it out. You always do. We perform for one week at the end of the summer, every summer to be fully realized, for the next ten years. The next ten years. Got it. I guess that's obvious with the 20 scenes over ten years. Oh, yeah. A simple stage, a platform, no actors except Nina, people from the community. No actors. You've got 47 characters. And a chorus. Shut up. When the curtain opens, the lake is framed in the distance. I remember. You did this for Colleen. This is a bit grander, but... It didn't go very well. No, 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 no. It was... Well, I, I don't remember. I don't... I don't get the daughter. What's her name? The daughter. I can't remember her name. The daughter. Yes, the daughter. Oh, I get it. Who's on first? I get it. Is she Irina's? She could be. It doesn't matter. Well, of course it matters. That's the point, isn't it? It doesn't matter after what they've been through. Yes. Blood matters. It's what binds us. It binds me to my son, to Brendan. It connects us, pushes us apart. I don't agree. It's not an intellectual proposition, Gary. It's biology, a fact of nature. I don't agree. Nature is destiny, my friend. The brain can challenge, but it will ultimately lose. Here's to you and your Alzheimer's. Okay, enough, Gar. Apples and oranges, Gary. Apples and oranges. Let's hope. What happened to summertime? The Mentor Project play? It was here yesterday. It's around. What was that? A Trojan horse? Because the real world, backyard community theater, not keen on it. But when you do it, can I be in it? Connie, no one's going to do this. Miss Dalton said she was. 
I mean, come on. It's like the old joke. Nina, you listening? Do I have to? A piece of string walks into a bar, orders a drink. Bartender says, The phone rings. Saved by the bell. Get out of here. You're a piece of string. Would you, Denise? Denise steps into the hallway, answering the phone. Second piece of string walks in, wearing a hat and overcoat, blah, blah. Get out of here. You're a piece of string. Carl, what do you want? Just a sec. Third piece goes into the restroom, ties itself into a knot, frays its ends. Brendan's waiting to be picked up. Thank God. Sorry, gotta run. Goes back to the bar, orders a drink. Bartender says, hey, aren't you a piece of string? You know this, Nina? Nope, I'm afraid not. Nina exits. Exactly. Afraid not. Get it? I should get a ride home. What happened to the other play? The one I read. We'll get you home. That was funny. Funnier than this. Chekhov is funnier. Funny is good. In the Library, Summertime by Morrison Butler. You plagiarized it, Mr. Jackson? No. Well, I suppose. It it was more of an exercise. Try telling that to Morrison Butler. He's dead. Oh, no. A suicide, no less. That's so sad. It was 80 years ago. Connie, I'm hearing this right. Dead playwright, public domain. Funny. You getting all this, honey? Yeah, sure. Connie, send someone... No, you're right, don't. We late? Very. I'll get our stuff. Get our stuff. Connie exits. Nothing better than a dead playwright. No offense, Brian. None taken. Or did I miss something? Gonna get hold of this summertime, looking to the rights. The usual, etc. It's on the website, umassberkshire.edu. Let's see what I can't work out on my own. Suit yourself. You should get a piece of this, kiddo. Do you think? I could write a contract, if you like, Mr. Sowers. He'll get credit where... Fantastic, Denise. Obviously going to talk more about this, this epic gar. It's not what Nina wants. Okay. Ambitious. Sort of a new form, huh? Yes and no. Nothing wrong with the old one. Speaking of which, Brian? Ottawa, on Broadway, young and sexy. We'll change the title, maybe. Let's go, Connie. Once again, didn't get to see Brendan, the invisible kid. <laughs> Connie! Now, not in the car in one minute, leaving without you. Like I could. Don't know how to drive. He exits. Connie is heard on the stairs. She enters and tears across the room, carrying too many bags. Great to meet you, Jack. Gar. Gar. Seventeen. Oh, maybe next time. Love you, Brian. Brian follows her out, doors opening and closing. The car pulls out, spinning its tires. I admire you so much for what you're doing. What am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. Being an artist. Uh, well. It's, I don't know, important. Thanks. I hope he's happy. That's not true. I hope he has to crawl back and beg. It doesn't matter. It's too bad. They're such nice people. Who? Mr. Bartov, I mean, and Miss Dalton. Funny, nice, you know, not like nice, nice. I know. And Brendan is to die for. You could just gobble him up. Where is he? He goes to day camp. Violin. He's very talented. Makes sense. He's quiet, you know. What a great day. That play of yours was amazing. Amazing. Thanks. The more I think about it, the less I understand. Okay. I'm going for a swim. Want to come along? Maybe. I'd apologize for Carl, but 
Man, I hope he comes back to you on your comedy. It's the right thing to do. Okay. I'll meet you at the pool. Care to try a blindfold? <laughs> Next time, thrilling sensation. Thrilling. Brian exits into the house and up the stairs. See? That was nice. I'm going swimming with Brian Bartoff. That's about as strange as it gets. I'll work up these notes if you like. Promise you won't tell anyone? Sure. What? I own the rights. I've registered the play. Summertime? Just between us, okay? Sure. Okay. Gar exits. Denise begins to tidy up. She stops to read one of the manuscripts and immediately begins to cry. Scene 2. After 11 o'clock the same evening, Denise sits reading the final page of Driving Home, crying as she reaches the end. She crosses to a tissue box, blows her nose. So sad. The phone rings. The machine picks up. It's Nina. You know what to do. Beep. Hello, darlings. On my way back. Thinking about that play of yours, Gar, and the Morrison Butler. One to the website. I'm thinking a little this for that. Stay up for a nightcap. Love you all. Fantastic. So pathetic. She dances out into the yard, shouting, Pathetic! Into the night air. The phone rings. It's Nina. You know what to do. Denise, in the distance, runs past. Pathetic! Hey, folks. Bert Jones. Just a reminder, draining the pool first thing. Done by sunup. Won't even know we're there. Get it up, back to normal. Couple of days. Guess that's about it. Oh, and tell Denise, when she gets home, she's grounded. She ever gets home. Denise returns from the yard, catching the end of the message. She races to the phone too late. She dials as she crosses to the house archway, calling softly to Brendan. Daddy? I'm here. Brendan, sweetie, did I wake you? Daddy, I just heard your message. You can't ground me. I called you about a hundred times. All right, three times. Please pick up. Anyway, they went to dinner at Wheatley or Blantyre or that new yellow place, and they said they'd be home by nine, and they're still not here. Don't ground me, Daddy. It's not my fault. I'll call you when they get here, or... Never mind. I'll get a ride. Goodbye. We hear a car pull up. Doors open and shut. The front door opens. It is the it's parlor. Not, it's not the parlor. Oh, uh, what is it? We called it the parlor. What? It's a drawing what room. What is the parlor? Oh, hello, Denise. If there's a parlor, it's the thing on the left when you come in. Who cares? I want a martini. Gar? I'm fine. Denise, make us martinis. Connie and Mr. Sowers are coming back. Good Christ. What for? They want to talk to Mr. Jackson. Do they now? And yeah, my dad can't pick me up. Make us martinis. Then we'll deal with your dad. But how am I going to get home? We'll get you home. Stay the night, dear. I'm not doing a fucking thing tomorrow. You hear that? You hear that, world? Not a fucking thing. I'll need you all day. But my dad? We'll explain to your dad. Off you go. Three? What the heck? Country living, kiddo. I know. I live in the country. Denise exits to the kitchen. It's Gar, not kiddo, Brian. It doesn't matter. No, I'm sorry. I'll try I'll try to get it right. Gary. No. Gar. It's okay. Gar, 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 gar. Or Jack. Or Jack. I should know this. 
who's Jack? He's nothing, a fiction. Jack Delaney. When we were kids, remember? We were kids, Garth. Jesus. Yes, we were kids, Nina. And one day, Colleen the Great said that Gar's father, his real father... I thought my father was my father. ...was in fact a gambler, a poker player called Jack. Oh, hence Jackson. He had a lot of different uh, aliases, I guess. I like Delaney for some reason. So he was a poker player? Sorry, yeah, a poker player who was shot for being lucky. This is true, or you made this up? No, a fiction, my first short story. The man with all the cards. That's right. Anyway, shot for being lucky. He kept winning. All the other players got tired of it, so they decided to kill him. Russian roulette. Russian roulette. The five players who always lost took turns spinning the cartridge of the six-shooter, and Jack Delaney had to put the gun to his head and pull the trigger. Denise arrives with four martinis. She sets up and pours. And it went on forever. They finally started adding bullets, one at a time, until every chamber was filled, the gun fully loaded. So the next pull of the trigger had to be the last. And Jack Delaney said, There's only three of us. One for me. Oh, why not? Cheers. 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 Wait, wait, wait. It, it's bad luck. Denise, you have to join us. Okay. Sip it, Denise. To Jack Delaney. Jack, Jack Delaney. Delaney. That's different. Ow. And Jack Delaney said, here's to the lot of you. And he spun the cartridge chamber, then one by one emptied a bullet between the eyes of each gambler at the table, killing them instantly. Five dead. And now he's all alone, with one bullet left. The next one. But he spins the cartridge anyway, for luck. Places the barrel to his temple, and always the winner, one pull of the trigger... And no more Jack Delaney. Ooh, what a lucky man he was. Ooh, what, what a lucky, lucky man, man he was. Long time ago. We were kids. God, I loved you. Kid stuff. No. What were we? 10, 11? 14, 15? Shut up. 16, 17? We were not, Gar. 18, 19? Shut up. We were not. 20, 21? We were not, Gar. We were kids. Just kids. Keep telling yourself that. I think I'll go up to bed. Good, Good idea. Night. Why was he lucky? Good question. Why? I don't know. Because he had control, I guess. He didn't have anybody to play with anymore. He just killed them all. But they wanted to kill him. Yes, they did. Was he trying to kill himself that last time? Trying? No. Hoping? Weird. She exits. Oh, Jesus. Nina crosses to Gar. Impulsively, she kisses him, intense with need. And it's over. I shouldn't have. Don't even think it, Gar. Uh, that's all right, then. What about him? He's my Brian. I love him. You know what I mean. He gets tired, that's all. He's all right. I've seen it before, Nina. Shut up. Ah, uh, <clears throat> oh, pleasant dream? What? No, I was awake. Uh, Jack Delaney's that uh, writer, isn't he? Wrote the, wrote the play Carl wants you to do. 
Come on, Brian, you're joking. What? Oh, that's you, right? I'm glad we cleared that up. It's still not clear to me, Gar. Gary, Jack, Jackson. It's okay. Nobody's who they're supposed to be. Who do you want me to be? What's he talking about, Nina? I'll shut up. Words of wisdom, finally, from the man who lives alone. Alone? Come stay with us. Plenty of room. Ha! He's a nutcase, Bry. Gets his first novel published. Not, no less. Puts it out under a pseudonym, which isn't a pseudonym. I thought Driving Home was your first novel. It is. Sorry. Where's that fucking book? This is beyond belief. Driving Home. Garleth Jackson. Garleth Jackson is a pen name. The writer lives in New England. Oh, so what's your real name? I thought it was Garleth Jackson. Brian begins undoing his tie. It is, Dumbo. You just said it's a pen name. I'm not done. Drop it, Nina. Was there a point to any of this, Gar, or was it just pretentious bullshit? It seemed like a good idea at the time. I, I didn't want people to connect me with Colleen. That I understand. Brian has been struggling with his tie. I can't get it. Nothing to get. It's incomprehensible. I think he's talking about the tie. Oh, for Christ's sake. That's it. Off to the home with you. This is the damnedest thing. That happens sometimes. Well, that's right. I tied it left-handed. Not easy, let me tell you. It took me about 15 minutes. Take me away from all this. Gar is unsettled. He helps Brian with his tie. It takes a while. Nina watches the two men. Let me see if I can get it. It's good to have you here. What happened to your face? It's all nicked up. Left-handed shaving. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Not a chance. Keep the brain sharp, my boy. Your body will follow. Thanks. Nina's very fond of you. Oh? I can tell. You've just bunched it into a tight knot. I think there used to be something between you. What is there? Hold still. As they work on the tie, Denise returns to the archway. Am I right? Amazing. Nina? Yes, love? Something between you two. Not anymore. Well, of course not anymore. That's obvious. And it's done. Thank you. Denise steps into the room. It's like the end of the book, where he strangles the jailer. I guess. I cried and cried. Yes, well, you're a bit of a crier anyway. Didn't you cry at the end? It was so sad. I didn't finish it. Imagine that. I can't imagine it. I couldn't stop reading it. You're a teenager. There's a great deal you can't imagine. Up you go, young lady. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Night, Denise. Up to bed. I need you to keep Brian out of my hair tomorrow. Mr. Bartov? Me? What? Uh, uh, no, uh, Brendan. Dr. Freud. Shut up. All right. Good night. Reluctant to leave, Denise stays at the archway. What are you looking at? You. I should go. Don't you want Brian's help with your play? Mm, that would be pretty silly. How are we going to do this play of yours, Gar? I told you at dinner. You were serious? You know me. Carl's going to try to get out of this. Oh, sorry. He called. It's on the machine. She hits play. You have two new messages. Hello, darlings. On my way back. Thinking about that play of yours, Gar. Nina hits the skip button. Enough. What time is it? The message tone beeps. Hey, folks. Bert Jones. Just a reminder. Denise quickly skips the message. Oh, that's just my dad. Never mind. Night, Denise. 
Tidy up Carl and uh, Connie's room real quick while you're up there. Thanks. Congratulations, Blanket Man. Good night. She exits. Blanket Man? Why is Carl coming back? A misunderstanding about summertime. Yes? I didn't get a chance to tell him that I own the rights. <laughs> Good one. You didn't get the chance. I see. But you got the chance to tell the beguiling babysitter, Blanket Man? Hmm. From the backyard, flashlights are seen making their way up to the house. Hmm. Brian calls out. Who's there? Did you get my message? Oh, we just heard it. Why are you coming from down there? Connie enters with overnight bags. Carl stops to remove his shoe, which he hurls into the yard. Well, if you heard the message, why didn't you open the gate? Oh, damn the gate. Sorry, Carl. You don't have a dog, do you? A very large dog? No. It's bear shit, I'm telling you. Hey, Gar. Glad you're up. We parked down by the pool house. What is it? Half a mile? Serves you right. Denise enters. Good night, all. Denise, my prayer's answered. We need you. Make us martinis. I was just going to bed. Yes, you are going to bed, but now we have guests. Don't do it, Denise. Go to bed. I'll make them. It's all right. Denise is ours, Gar. She wants to do this. Go, go. Connie, help her out. I'll help. Let's go, Denise. Go with them, Connie. Go with them. Don't you dare. Need Connie here. Okay. Listen, this play of... Actually, an old play. Yeah, blah, blah. Morrison Butler. Which Gar owns the rights to. He doesn't. It's in public domain. Nobody owns the rights. But it sucks. Then why do we care? Morrison Butler's sucks. Gar Funkel's adaptation doesn't suck. This guy teaches? Go figure. What a waste, huh? Boy, I really must be losing it. I didn't think that play was funny at all. You haven't read it. Well, of course I did. I read several parts in it. It was sad, deeply sad and oh, moving. Oh, my. Well, that's what I thought anyway. Denise enters with martini pitchers and glasses. Gar carries a bottle of wine, corkscrew, and several glasses. Cocktail time. This one's gin. This one's vodka. This Volney should have been poured a year ago. It might still pass. Do you practice talking like that? Martini for me. Or, or does it come naturally? Me too. I'll pour. Denise, wine? Yes, please. Aren't you a school teacher? Sure am. Hmm. There's cheese and things here, too. Ordering wine at dinner tonight? Very nice wine, Gar. He knows all about wine. He was telling me. How sweet. I poured these two full. You'll have to come and get them. You're fired. Outrageous. Cheers. To you. Nina, Brian, Carl, and Connie circle the low table and all bend deeply from the waist to sip their martinis. There's something profoundly sad about this picture. Pathetic. A toast. Cheers. Not yet, Bri. I'd like to toast to Gar Jackson. Shh, Brian. Gar has to drink his wine before it turns. Go ahead, pedant. This wine should have been... To the pathetic. The pathetic. Gar and Denise clink and drink. And who might that be? No, fine. I'll drink to that. To the pathetic. The, the pathetic. The pathetic. That's a good title. Carl, for Ottawa? The pathetic? I can see the lines at the box office. No, not good. I'll tell you what's pathetic. Go to bed, Denise. How old are you, Gar? 
What's pathetic is you hitting on a 15-year-old babysitter, wowing her with your knowledge of wine and cheddar. He's not, Miss Dalton. Better go to bed, doll. He was just being nice. Sweet dreams. See you tomorrow. Don't wake me. Lock your door. You never know. Don't look at me like that. You're in my house, drinking my booze, sleeping in my beds, all of you. They all look away except Gar. And now you won't look at me, except Professor Pompous. Not that I give a rat's ass what you do with your pathetic life, Gar. Mooching off our goodwill, trying to insinuate your way back into my life. That dinner tonight costs more than you make in a month. The wine you ordered was $300 a bottle. Do you know what $300 is to me? Do you, Gar? Of course you don't. You have no idea. And you never will. So don't call me and my life pathetic, school teacher. Don't even think it. She downs her martini. This martini sucks. Good night. Fuck you! She exits. I think I'll go up and talk to her. I'll go to bed myself. It's late. Long day. Go up to... Denise, do you think you could tidy up here? Sure. And Connie? My shoe? Would you? Thanks. Clean it up, okay? Fantastic. He grabs his bag and heads for the stairs. Gar? Tomorrow. Talk, talk, okay? A business proposition for you. Okay. Brian is stalled, puzzling something out. Anything wrong, Brian? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'll head up with you. Good night. Uh, thanks for dinner. My pleasure. That's right, isn't it? You, you bought dinner, didn't That's you? That's right. That's what I thought. Brian and Carl exit and go up the stairs. Connie picks up a flashlight, goes to the garden doors. He stepped in dog shit, threw his shoe out there, and I'm actually going to go out and try to find it and clean it up. That's, uh, <laughs> difficult. It may be time to reassess my place in the world. Connie exits. That was so mean. What she said, Miss Dalton? Yeah, it was a bit harsh. Why? I don't understand that. I think she likes me. Oh? Cheers. This is really good. Yes, it is. I hope he doesn't have Alzheimer's. Do you know why Robert Cragen never edited the same writer twice? Who's Robert Cragen? Brian wouldn't allow it. Christ, what a prick. A jealous, childish prick. I'm sorry, but... Careers were destroyed. Lives destroyed. Mr. Bartok? He has no conscience. None. Gee. Yeah, gee. The guilt. The guilt I would feel... I still hope he doesn't have Alzheimer's. Yeah, me too. Did you really try to kill yourself? Twice. Why? It's complicated. I'm not 15. I know. I'm 17. Okay. I, I couldn't write. I... Felt I had no place in the world. But you were so young. I don't understand that. Nina thinks it was because of her. Was it? No. No, it wasn't. Okay. Good night. What time is it? I don't know. After midnight. Then I'm 18. Today's my birthday. 18? Don't tell Brian. Mr. Jackson. Gar. Happy birthday. Thanks. Gar exits into the yard with the bottle. 
Denise swirls her wine, sniffs its bouquet, drinks. Scene three. An hour later, 1.30 in the morning. Denise sleeps in a chair. A flashlight illuminates her face. Connie enters carrying a tote bag. Rise and shine. Bedtime. Is it? He isn't. Is he still outside? Who? Mr. Jackson. A car. He's down by the lake. Having a Gatsby moment. I think he's an artist. That must be it. I've been looking for Carl's goddamn shoe. Did you find it? No. I threw it in the lake. <laughs> I want a beer. You want a beer? My headache went away, but now it's coming back. Connie pulls a six-pack out of her bag. They're not very cold, but hey. I said I'd never drink again after last night. Welcome to life, pumpkin. They clink beer cans and drink. I like beer. Me too. Denise takes another sip, appreciates the sensation, and takes a big swig. My headache's going away. Wow. Connie stares at Denise, sizing her up. So, you're here, alive. Your dad didn't kill you. <laughs> he will. He hasn't seen me yet. We have a contract. Our summer contract. It's not that different from our winter contract, except I stay up later. I've got to go to college, then law school. I told Mr. Sowers that I'm going to be... that I want to be a lawyer. Nobody seems to listen to anyone. I hate that. I've noticed that. Have you noticed that? Why are you staring at me? Another beer? Why not, huh? I'm not finished with this one. Connie tosses her a beer. Catch. Thanks. God, you're cute. Seventeen. I'm not... I should go to bed. Have you ever been attracted to older women? Can I tell you something personal? Mm, I love personal. I was never attracted to anybody. And now I'm attracted to everybody. Is there something wrong with me? No, you're just 17. Does Nina love Brian? I think she loves Gar. That's why she's so mean to him, and he is so in love with her. I like Gar. I mean, not, you know, he's old. I'm not 17 anymore, by the way. He was nice to me, but I really wanted to kiss my teacher once, and I felt funny all over, but I was only 11, so that doesn't count. Oh, I don't know. What was the teacher's name? What difference does that make? I'm just trying to help you, sweetness. Nobody calls me by my name. The only person who remembers my name is Mr. Bartov, and he can't remember anything. So, this means you're 18? Oh my. Connie sings happy birthday under Denise's dialogue as she leads her off and up the stairs. I know everyone's name. Nina happy Dalton. Happy birthday Brian Bartov. Brendan Dalton Bartov. Denise Jones, that's you. me. Connie Ward, Happy birthday, that's you. Carl Sowers, Brian. Gar Jackson. He gave me a Happy blanket birthday, when he didn't even know me, which was you. nice. Gar appears in the garden doors. He makes his way in, checking that Denise and Connie are gone. All clear. Nina appears, a bit disheveled. Okay. That happened. <laughs> we lost our virginity. Virginities that night. God, that's right. I've lost perspective. But it's a safe bet this was better. Maybe. Setting aside my 18-year-old... No, sorry. Wrong. There never was a more thrilling, profound, more, more event in the history of human relations than that night. 
but yeah, this was nice. Splinters notwithstanding. That can't be the same picnic table. I think it is. It must be. I remember there was a dinner or something, and I thought everyone knows. We reeked of sex. That fertility lech doctor friend of Colleen's. That Dr. Anton. <laughs> Kept winking at me, raising his eyebrows. At first I was proud, then it got hotter and hotter. Everyone knew, didn't they? Of course they knew, of course. Oh, my God. Are you sorry? Too soon to tell. But right now? Right now? I never needed anything more. Oh. Oh, my. I'm doing it again. I haven't felt like... like this in I don't know how long. You, um... You fall out of the habit. Or the need. Or the fact of it. Or loving. Or intimacy, I guess. But, oh, my. Oh, my. Did I ever need this. So, no. I'm not sorry. Me neither. Funny. That never crossed my mind. That you might be sorry. Isn't this what you wanted? Partly. I should go tell Brian. I'll feel better, and he won't remember by morning. I think he'd remember this. Not for long, I'm afraid. Oh, Brian, I suppose. Getting old. His mind. Once so sharp. Not anymore. What about us? Nope. No us, Gar. There can't be. Then what just happened? Was nice. Was sexy. I haven't felt sexy for a very long time. Nina. Nope. That's it. Never again. It's not fair. To who? Whom? To us. Don't worry about Brian. Life doesn't touch him. Never has. He's gotten away with everything. Seducing my mother, backstabbing his way through three publishing houses, seducing you away from me. He didn't seduce me. I seduced him. You were 18 years old. 17. Not that that matters. It matters. You were 18. That was the whole point. We were waiting. You were 17 with Brian? This is so unimportant. I am so fucking stupid. Let's wait. Let's wait to my 18th birthday, Gar. I love you. I'm sorry. I was young. He wasn't. He was a fucking old man, and and he isn't touched. Fuck, Brian. Fuck your genius, Nina. Alzheimer's won't get him. Doesn't stand a chance. He'll beat it if he's got it. Please, God, I hope not. And fuck. Fuck. Oh, I hope not, too. I loved Brian. I love Brian. He made me feel important when I wasn't. And when I became important, he understood and made me feel loved. You say you love me. Loved me. Which was great for you. But I felt claustrophobic, smothered by your love. Never. Never have I felt that with Brian. And now, he's old. And I'm old, too. Whole heaps younger than him, but in this business, I don't accept that. I fight against it. But I'm powerless, and it drives me insane. This was nice. It felt good. Feels good. But I, I love Brian. I love our child. The only thing I don't love is my life.
so once in a while I may come across as harsh. Strive for something you don't got? You might rub people the wrong way, and that's okay. When did you become such a good listener? Seventeen? Uh, Fuck you! You have no idea how exciting it was to be around him. That fame! You grew up with it. You can't know. I even like him. How does that happen? He's Jack Delaney, the, the man with all the cards. Fuck him. Take care of me. I need it. He does it, never has. Take care of you? No, no. That, that was stupid, but... Or what? Number three? Ah, Jesus. Nina, you don't think I tried to kill myself because of you? Over losing you? It doesn't matter. When you left dragging after Brian, I put you aside. Eventually. I'm a writer, I told myself. And I wrote, and I wrote, and I wrote. Everything. Then the mail came. We regret that at this time we are unable to represent your work with the enthusiasm it deserves. Okay, try harder. I'm a writer. No, that's not it. Your short dramatic piece. Dramatic piece? I thought it was a comedy. Has not been selected. Your tragic tale of love and loss? Another comedy! We feel this novella might be better served by one of the smaller university presses. I am a writer. No, that's not it. I'm a failure. I am a failure. Nothing. No reaction. No rejection letter. Nothing. Silence. And the next thing you know, bang, bang. Do you know how difficult it is to pull the trigger? One of the nuts in the nuthouse asked me, how could you miss from right there? How could you hit? That is the question. How could you hit? It takes amazing marksmanship and willpower. Next time, put the gun in your mouth. You can't miss. Jesus, Nina. If you wanted to die, you'd be dead. And then they took my guns away. Last line of driving home. So you have read it. It's good. I am a writer. For you. The idea of you. I don't know you anymore, but the idea, you are my muse. You keep me writing. You keep me alive. I am a writer. Dear Mr. Jackson, we are pleased to inform you that your novel, your short story, your poetry, accepted for publication. You mean it's not about me? I, I don't know if I like that very much. It is and it isn't. I, I wrote this play for you. I thought I'd do anything for you. Thought? Yeah, seems about right. I love you still. I want you again. But reality is more complex than my fantasy. I can't think anymore. Tomorrow. No, this morning. Jesus, H., what time is it? Yikes. Ah, oh, I've got to take Brendan to violin prison in six hours. We'll deal with this. The fucking and the writing and the play and the muse shit. But now, I'm gone. I don't know what I'm saying. Thank you for coming here, Gar. This was good tonight. But now, I gotta sleep. I... 
don't know what. Oh. Good night. Stay there. Don't come any closer. I'll have you again. Right here on the parlor or sitting room or, no, drawing room floor. Uh, no, not going to happen. Bye. She is gone. Gar ponders, smiles, closes doors, breathes in the room once more. Scene four. Eight o'clock the next morning. The early sun shines brilliantly. Birds chirp. You can almost hear the bees buzz. Brian enters blindfolded. I'm going swimming. He bumps the phone table, accidentally engaging the play button. He removes his blindfold and fumbles until he hits the skip button. Hello, darlings. Hush up. On our way back. Stop. Thinking about Stop. that play Stop. of yours, Gar. Brian starts off, then stops as the next message plays, during which a car pulls up on the gravel drive. Hey, folks. Back Jones, just a reminder. Drain in the pool first thing. Done by sunup. Won't even know we're there. Brian shuts off the machine. Oh, heck, that's right. He jots a note on the phone pad. <sighs> that's not bad. Going swimming? Whoa. You all right? You startled me. I could tell. What? Oh, nothing. An idea for a short story. Brian tears off the note, putting it in his robe pocket. A man, perfectly happy, relatively sane, knowingly dives into an empty swimming pool, leaving his family to cope. Why? Because the thought crossed his mind. That's my Brian. Does he leave a note? Good question. He writes a new note, which he leaves on the pad. Does he leave a note? I'm going back to bed. What are you doing up? Brandon, to the gulag. Of course. How was he? The sweetest kid on earth. You know. Amazing. He sent you his nozzle. I could use one. <laughs> Late night. Have a nice swim. Mm, thanks. I couldn't sleep. Went to your room, couldn't find you. Me neither. A caffeine. Went for a walk. Nobody was where they were supposed to be, except Carl. No surprise there. Turn around. What? You've got a splinter. Several splinters. Brian picks splinters out of Nina's sweater. Right. Yes, love? I miss you. I miss us. I've been a little... Distracted, I guess, with all the activity. Your public self. I don't take it seriously. I know the difference. But thanks for saying. There you go. Good as new. I love you. You know that, don't you? Most of the time. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. It's okay. What? Nothing. Tell you later. I have a nice swim. Sweet dreams. Mm-hmm. Brian dons his blindfold and bumps his way off through the garden doors. Nina smiles and goes off to bed. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Ow! Jesus Christ. Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got a beautiful feeling. The violin plays the opening of a Vivaldi concerto with growing confidence. A string breaks. 
Scene 5. Afternoon, two weeks later. The room is sparsely adorned with the trappings of remembrance. Gar and Denise sit separately. Nina, Carl, and Connie, their backs to us, are seen through the garden doors. Nina, at a microphone, addresses a gathering on the lawn. And, um, that's it. I'm all cried out. So, that's not going to happen. It has been difficult to keep anger at bay. Humor helps. Often gallow humors and irony. Brian was working on a new piece. Truly ironical. But those of you who knew Brian's work won't be surprised by that. And if you didn't know his work, then forgive me. But what are you doing here? I know Brian would be surprised by this remarkable turnout. Although I guess you can't get much more of a surprise. Mercifully brief, I'm told. But uh, then Brian got on the last moment of his life. Thank you all for coming. Goodbye. She enters the living room. Well... That was fun. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. She recovers and strides back to the microphone. And please don't think we want you to stay and offer condolences. We don't. Go away. Go home. Thank you. They had autograph pads out. I swear to Christ, we should have sold books. Brian would have been on the bestseller list. Line up for your last unsigned last edition. What are those people doing here? I'm getting some coffee. No, no, I'll get it. Little Miss Sullen used to, but now she's all, it's my fault, depressed. Get over it. Nina exits. Don't start crying again. Nina returns. That was... I'm sorry, Denise. That was... I'm not good at apologies, but I'm sorry. That was... It's okay. Denise, would you like some coffee? No, thank you. Nina crosses to Denise, kisses the top of her head, then exits. Connie helps Denise to the upstage doors. Come on, doll. Up you go. I need you to take my place. I have to get something from the car. Help Carl guard the door. Fantastic. I can't believe I just said that. Shoot me somebody, please. Connie exits. Carl enters, leaving Denise at the doors. Atta girl. Keep the rabble back. Be good to have them see someone with tears in their eyes. That was callous. Sorry. Only got a minute here. Off to the coast. But wanted to, uh... Couldn't help thinking, by the way, that crowd on the lawn, your play, fantastic. Next summer, yes, and nine more summers after that. <laughs> wow. The way we talked about. That's the plan. All Nina's out. Nina returns. Nina's back. There's coffee out there, a giant thing of coffee. Love coffee. Didn't used to. Is that America or what? You were saying? Oh, nothing. We talked about this. The, uh, 
glitch with Brian's what? He was doing some, well, one pretty big rewrite. Maybe Hollywood got in his eyes. Terrible timing, this. The whole situation. The whole situation? Her husband died. Oh, yes. It was two weeks ago. Brian who? Huh? Not fair, Gar. Last week we negotiated summertime and your backyard thing. So don't get sanctimonious now. Life goes on. Is this going somewhere? I said there's coffee. You love coffee. Okay. Yes, good. Coffee'd be nice. He exits. Thank you for being here. Yeah, sure. How's, um... Sorry, your son... Brendan. Brendan. Sorry. How's he handling this? He's ten. Tricky age. He's not sure what to do or feel. I love him to death, poor kid. I thought I might see him today. No, with friends. I'm trying to keep him as far away from this as possible. Brian's recurring dream. That people would show up. A great literary brotherhood. Sons of bitches. I'm sorry. Anyway, Carl wants to settle this. There's a lot of attention and a sense of urgency. For the wrong reasons. But there it is. One of the big studios wants to make Ottawa. They even like the title. Unbelievable. It's a good story. I want to do it. There, I said it. Gar, I want that part. Don't you have it? I want the film. And they'll take it away from me. Brian was rewriting it for some Hollywood brat. Then he died. Yeah, I thought that's why they were here. I'm not going to let them have it. Good for you. Damn right. Fuck them. Not without me. It's my property. They don't make it without me. I want you to write it. You want... It's wrong. It's off. The rhythms. You know it. I'm an actress, Gar. I have to work. I have to. And they don't want me anymore. They're insane. Don't play their game. We have to make them want me. We have to. Help me, Gar. Write it for me. Do something with your life. Do something? Make a difference. Make a difference? I make a difference every day. You teach. Exactly. If a tree falls in the forest... No, it doesn't. I'm sorry, Gar, but... Yeah. Make a difference. Make a point. Not to your students. Who will end up writing. Add copy. Make a difference. Fix the play. Write the screenplay. Do you know how many people see a movie? A major motion picture? Millions and millions. Sneak in a point or two. Reach the few who might be looking for more. For passion and thought. Get to them. I won't be a remainder. Not if I can help it. Write it for me, Gar, please. Brian wrote it. Make it better. Make it work. Oh, Christ, look at you. You're itching. You know you can do it. I can't believe we're having this conversation. This is our chance, Gar. Ours. Change the world. Remember? Most people never get it. You are talking about Ottawa, aren't you? Nobody writes like you. Sexy, angry, proactive, with brains and balls. You are the greatest playwright of your generation. No, you are the greatest writer. You read one play. Nobody. I've read your play, your novels, your fucking poetry. 
I, too, have paid attention. Nobody can do what you do. And you're alive. There's a reason you missed. Don't waste it. Don't waste it sitting in a classroom wooing undergrads. It's a graduate seminar, actually. What you do can be important. Life-altering. We don't meet in a classroom. Fuck you. Don't push this away. Don't. Not with me. Be great. This isn't going to make you happy. This isn't about happiness. This is about truth. Not that. This. You could be my mother right now if you want the truth. Nina exits. Gar considers going after her. Doesn't. He peruses the Ottawa manuscript. Carl and Connie enter. Knock, knock. Who's there? Is it safe? Congratulations. We're very excited about this. Nina enters. The truth? You want the truth? Grow up. Grow the fuck up. Get out of your ivory tower. You don't make a bit of difference. Not a bit. Change the world? Where? How? Writing 47 character plays with a fucking chorus? Are you insane? It was just an observation. No, it wasn't. Your mother? How fucking dare you? Spoken by the mother of the year. Don't. You know, I've never even seen him. Don't you fucking dare. Brendan. Hard to believe. Do you eat? Buy groceries? At the checkout stand. All the tabloids had him on the cover. You missed that? Yeah. Big picture of that sweet-faced, beautiful boy coming out of kindergarten. Brendan Dalton, who? Who's his daddy? Take our fan poll. The fucking nerve. So Brian's not his... Yes, Brian is. Look at him. They're clones. Okay. There's never been anyone else. Your mother was famous. You know what it's like. I'm sorry. You're sorry? Who cares? And the irony is... That which gives my life meaning and beauty, Brendan, my darling boy, is what makes me too old. And if I have to choose, I'll take being his mom, no question. But I shouldn't have to. Denise returns to the living room. It's good you're talking. Fantastic. Carl. I truly am sorry. It's none of my business. You got that right. And you want back into that, that... I'm an actress. You're a writer. Who stops you? I know, but... Just get this Ottawa business out of the way. We've prepared an agreement. Bequeathing this project to you? That's the word, isn't it? Not legally. Well, semantics. Denise, by the way, fantastic. I heard him practicing the other day. Beautiful. Yeah, when he puts his mind to it. This doesn't affect our agreement about summertime and your ten-year epic. This isn't a... help me. Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo, right. Try that ten times real fast. I want to meet him someday. You will. Someday. There's nothing to hide or put on parade. He's just a kid. Okay. That other agreement with Mr. Jackson was... Was what? A quid pro quo. Fantastic, Denise. Thanks. Oh, no problem. For someone like yourself, God. He's not listening to a word you're saying. That the human need exists to create a violin. Music, art, dance, theater. 
Makes you glad you missed, doesn't it? Twice. This is a letter of agreement. Pretty standard. It doesn't get down to dollars and cents. Mentions the 10-year project, you'll see, but not conditionally. Is this what you want? It's what I need. Do you want to be needed or need to be wanted? I don't know. Both, I guess. Fair enough. I need to work. If I sit around, I go nuts. I understand. The work, Gar. It was always about the work. Among other things. This is what we've always wanted. This is our chance. To do what? Change the world? Probably not. Because that's what we've always wanted. Don't sign it, Mr. Jackson. We'll deal with this. Grown-up time, dollface. Oh, I'm grown-up. I'm 18 now, Connie, remember? Would you look this over for me, Denise? Oh, for Christ's sake. Nothing personal, doll, but for Christ's sake. I mean, what's the problem? It'll only take a minute. Gar steps away from the group takes out reading glasses, and peruses the manuscript. Thank you. It's not going to change the world. Only if you stop trying. Gar returns to the script. Denise studies the document for several beats, then urgently raises her hand. Yes? There's just one thing. What's that? In the third paragraph, it is understood by all parties, etc., shall be performed by Nina Dalton and other cast to be determined by the beginning of rehearsal each year. That's what we agreed to. Just a sec. Dependent on the availability of Miss Dalton. That wasn't Nina. I insist on that. He has a point. Can't expect Hollywood to stop production. I'll cross that out, and I'll need you each to initial it. To stop production every August because Nina committed to some avant-garde Jungian exercise and self-flagellation guaranteed to ruin any chance Oh, sod it. Where do I sign? Nina! Work it out with Denise, Carl. Whatever she says. Fantastic. Denise, Carl, and Connie quietly haggle over syntax. Gar has begun making notes in the margins of the script. Nina puts on her glasses and reads over his shoulder. That didn't take long. Just some notes. Those are stage directions. Uh-huh. They'll have to be... Hmm. Hmm. Anybody want anything? Coffee. I'll get coffee. There's actually a couple of... Mr. Sowers? Where'd he go? Denise follows Carl off. We need to rewrite Leave this. Leave me alone. The entire document has several instances where we mention... Gar and Nina work on the script. I'm going to get some coffee. Do you want some? Gar? Nina? Do you want anything? Anything at all? Perfect. Connie exits. That's... What? Never mind. You sure? Yeah, sorry, but... What? I don't want to say that there. You want to cut it? No, it's just... Later. You'll see. Okay. It's a good line. I know it's a good line. So... I should say it to him later. When later? I'm not sure. Okay. When he's down. After the telegram? Ouch. Ouch is right. It's better. Oh, yeah, I get it. If the knife fits, twist it. You know me. Gar takes in Nina. The room, his life. We'll see. As Nina and Gar continue to work on the script, the lights slowly fade to the perfectly played strains of the first movement of Vivaldi's violin concerto in A minor. End of play. This has been a production of Play for Keeps. Thank you for joining us.